0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Strength Through Vulnerability podcast. This week, we're talking about something really near and dear to me, and I'm excited about it. We're going to be talking about OCD and intrusive thoughts. Now, these two things, I feel like there's still so much for me to learn as somebody who suffers from them, and I think that there's so much more for the general public to learn about OCD and intrusive thoughts. So, I want to start off by going through what OCD is itself. So, many of us know that OCD stands for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. So, the first part of that acronym is obsessive. So, people who suffer from OCD have this tendency to obsess over something, over some thought or some thoughts. And these thoughts that they're obsessing over cause intense anxiety. And it's because of that intense anxiety that an OCD sufferer comes up with a compulsion. These compulsions can vary greatly in what they are. Probably the most commonly known is repetitive hand washing. I think that's a, a stereotypical OCD trait, OCD compulsion. But it can also range to stuff like, there was this famous author, I actually forget his name at the moment, but... When he was a child, he would walk home from school, and he only lived about 15 minutes away by walking. But it would take him two hours to walk home. Because he would have to walk home this exact path. He had this path laid out in his head, and if he didn't walk home the exact right way, he would have to start over completely. And so that's why it would take him so long to get home. Because every time he had a misstep, he had to go and start over. So compulsions range big time. And a lot of the compulsions are physical, like those two examples I just gave. But then there's also mental compulsions, like rumination, intense thinking about whatever that intrusive thought is that came into your mind. Or a lot of times there can be rationalization. The OCD sufferer will try to rationalize why that intrusive thought they had doesn't define them and to give you a little bit more of an idea of what intrusive thoughts are i have some statistics from this website called intrusivethoughts.org, which has been really helpful to me and they've got this stat it says four out of every five people experience intrusive thoughts and honestly i'd be willing to bet that it's way more than 80 percent of people i'm sure It's near 99% of people have a thought at some point in their life that's uncomfortable. Now, out of all the people who struggle with intrusive thoughts, about 1 in 50 have a difficult time dismissing those thoughts or just handling those thoughts. And those 1 in 50 begin to obsess over those intrusive thoughts and obsess about what those thoughts maybe say about them. I'm going to take these words right from intrusivethoughts.org. It says, but for one in 50, these thoughts become harder to dismiss, so they compulsively try to make them stop. These thoughts repeat over and over, faster and faster, making the fear we might act more real. For us, anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts are a constant struggle. To cope, we might form weird habits, withdraw from friends, or avoid certain situations. And these intrusive thoughts can range big time in what they are one example of an intrusive thought might be say you're mad at your friend and you think to yourself oh my gosh i'm so mad at him i could i could just kill him and perhaps somebody with ocd who struggles with handling these intrusive thoughts might think that and then think to themselves oh my gosh how could i possibly think that i'm not i'm not a murderer am i a murderer and then And then they'll go on and obsess over this thought and perhaps they'll have a compulsion of some sort, whether it's physical or a mental compulsion, because of the discomfort, the anxiety that builds up in them from the obsessing over that thought. Another common intrusive thought for new mothers is while they're holding their baby, they might have a split second thought of dropping their baby. And this thought terrifies them because, of course, they don't want to hurt their baby. But because that thought came into their mind, somebody who suffers with intrusive thoughts, who struggles with intrusive thoughts, might think that that thought says something about who they are. And they might think that, oh my gosh, am I thinking this because I actually want to hurt my baby? And then they start obsessing over that thought and become scared of who they are. They become scared that that thought somehow defines them. Along with that, there are a myriad different subcategories of OCD and these subcategories are kind of defined based on what kind of intrusive thought that this person with OCD struggles with. So just to name a few, there's harm OCD, which is basically the fear that you'll hurt somebody that you're close to or that you love. There's sexual orientation OCD, which for somebody who's straight, maybe they'll be terrified that they might be gay or the other way around. There might be somebody who's gay who's terrified that maybe they're actually straight. There's also religiosity, which is essentially obsessing over your faith and obsessing over maybe where you'll go after you die or whether you're walking out your life of faith the right way. And there's pedophilia OCD, where you have an intrusive thought about, about committing a sexual act with a child. And there are so many more different intrusive thoughts out there that people struggle with. So if I didn't just use something that maybe you're struggling with as an example, please know that whatever is difficult for you is still 100% valid. And since this is called the Strength Through Vulnerability podcast, I do want to share a little bit about my struggles with OCD and intrusive thoughts. So I know from myself that in the past I've struggled with religiosity there was this period of time where I was just completely obsessed with my faith and you know I actually had a lot of good come out of being really active in my faith and met a lot of amazing people that was the healthy side of my religiousness of my faith but the unhealthy side was that Every time that I would come across something in the Bible that made me feel uncomfortable or made me question what the meaning of it was, I would get incredibly anxious. I would start obsessing over whatever this thing in scripture was or whatever this thought related to my faith I had was. And my compulsion was actually to research until I found an answer that made me feel more comfortable. And I think that's probably a natural response for a lot of people because we want answers, we want understanding, but the level of anxiety that came with it for me was so intense. And the thing is that, you know, if I'm anxious about one thing that's being said in the Bible, and then I end up finding a resource that kind of makes me feel a little bit better about it, that's cool because it relieves my anxiety in the short term, but Another thing that makes me feel a little uncomfortable is going to come up eventually again, right? And so it ended up being this repetitive thing where an uncomfortable thought would come into my head related to my faith, and I would just keep researching and researching and researching. And this was like a cycle, and it left me feeling exhausted and burnt out. I mean, who wants to spend all their time researching and trying to figure out everything about their faith so that nothing leaves them uncomfortable and that leads me to the irony of OCD the irony of OCD is that you're getting incredibly anxious over whatever you're obsessing over and then the compulsion is being used to try to reduce that anxiety to maybe get your mind off of something or to rationalize something to yourself to try to reduce that anxiety and it works in the short term but in the long term it actually has the opposite effect it gets worse the compulsion might help you now but that thought's going to come back again later and you're still not going to know how to either handle or dismiss or accept that thought and then you're just going to do the compulsion again and the anxiety's going to get worse and worse and it's just going to keep building upon itself the actual way to overcome these intrusive thoughts and the obsessiveness over them is the last thing that an OCD sufferer wants to do. And it's to learn to accept those thoughts. You know, back when I was in a period of time of really struggling with intrusive thoughts and OCD, I came across this podcast, and unfortunately, I don't remember the name of it anymore. But there was this guest on the podcast, and he said something that I thought was, it was really helpful to me at the time. He was basically like, hey, so your body poops. So because your body poops, does that mean that you're poop? And we listened to that and we're like, well, of course not. No, we're not poop. But then he asks the question, if your body poops and yet you're not poop, just because your body comes up with thoughts, does that mean that you are your thoughts? And that's when it kind of hit me that oh my gosh, I'm not my thoughts. The intrusive thoughts that come into my mind don't define me. And I began researching more about how I felt and how I struggled with handling these thoughts. And, and that's when I came across the most popular treatment option that I've seen for OCD and intrusive thoughts. And it's called the acronyms ERP, Exposure and Response Prevention. And essentially what this is, is you expose yourself to the thoughts that are bothering you, that are uncomfortable for you, and you force yourself to not respond with a compulsion. You force yourself to sit in the discomfort of those thoughts and learn to accept them for what they are. Simply just thoughts. And that is so much easier said than done for somebody who suffers from OCD and intrusive thoughts. So I highly suggest that you seek out the help of a mental health professional. Doing ERP exposure and response prevention with a mental health professional. Can be so much more beneficial. Especially when you're first beginning to. Because it can be so hard to accept some of the scary thoughts. It makes it much easier to have a professional who knows what they're doing there with you. And over time, a lot of times you can be able to do ERP on your own. And so the more that I've learned about this, the more that I've started to use ERP practices in my life. To try to train myself to learn to just accept the thoughts and accept the feelings that I have as just that. Thoughts and feelings. I do talk a lot about getting professional help. I'm currently seeing a counselor. And and in a previous episode, I mentioned that my counselor actually has struggled with intrusive thoughts and OCD too. So we have those conversations. And getting a professional's perspective on those things that you're struggling with is literally life-changing. So I can't recommend it enough. So please know that if you're struggling with OCD and intrusive thoughts, so am I. For me, it's a daily battle, it's a daily practice of learning how to dismiss these thoughts, how to handle these thoughts. But it gets better. It gets better. You know, I really hope that this episode has shined some light on OCD and intrusive thoughts, and maybe you're somebody who has someone in your life who struggles with these things, and maybe you don't understand it because you don't struggle with it, which Totally makes sense. How could you understand it, really? But I hope that maybe this gives you a little bit more of an idea of what's going on with that person. And if you are somebody who struggles with OCD and intrusive thoughts, me too. There's power in knowing that you're not alone. And I want to remind you that you're not alone. I encourage you to seek professional help, I encourage you to talk to somebody that you trust. About these things. As Brene Brown says. Shame cannot survive. Empathy. Shame cannot survive being spoken. To somebody who loves you. And someone you can trust. So this has been a blast. I. I love putting these podcasts out. And the support that I've gotten. From friends. Family. People that I don't even know. Just means so much to me. So. Please, if you think that these podcasts can help somebody, please share it with them. That would mean the world to me and can potentially mean the world to them. Hopefully it does. And if you feel led to leave a review on iTunes, an honest review, one star, five star, I don't care. Just any feedback to help me get better and bring the content that's going to serve you guys most. I hope you all enjoy your weekend, and then I hope you have a kick-ass week next week, and I will talk to you again next Saturday. Peace!